ABC Listen. Podcasts, radio, news, music and more. 200 million people will get the chance to decide their country's fate today as voters head to the polls in the world's biggest single-day election. The mammoth democratic task is taking place across Indonesia, where the once controversial Pravowo Subianto looks set to take power. Now, the former general has seen his polling improve in recent weeks and is pushing hard to secure an outright win today. Greg Feely is an Emeritus Professor of Indonesian Politics at the Australian National University and joins us. Greg, lovely to have you on the show. Thank you very much, Patricia. Give us a sense of the scale of this election day. What does it take to give 200 million people the chance to vote? It takes an extraordinary amount of logistical capacity to do this and a great many years of planning. Uh, Indonesia, uh, if we go back um, to the two previous elections, they had separated legislative and presidential elections, which made the task for the election commission much easier. But a few years ago, the Constitutional Court said that both presidential and legislative elections had to be held simultaneously. So this greatly increased the level of challenge that the election commission faced. So um, it's, it's a massive national effort. Indonesia has more than 17,000 islands. Many of those are very remote. So the Indonesian media is filled with pictures of, for example, ballot boxes and ballot papers being taken by boat and canoe to very isolated islands of helicopters attempting to get election materials into um, very remote highland areas of Papua. So there are lots of stories about this. And indeed, since Indonesia returned to being a democracy in the late 1990s, it's been remarkable how well most of its elections have been handled, despite all of these challenges. Now, How strong are the checks in place to make sure this is a fair and open election? You talked about how remarkable that that shift had been. Are these fair, robust, democratic elections? For the most part, they have been. Uh, In each election, there will be challenges and there will be almost all of the elections. There are are accusations that there has been some manipulation of figures or breakdowns in due process that haven't resulted in a fair outcome. But it's the constitutional court, the highest court in the land, that decides all of these electoral uh, controversial electoral issues And in nearly all of those cases, the Constitutional Court decides that if there has been an irregularity, it hasn't been of sufficient magnitude to affect the final result. So um, we do have those legal processes and we we can expect in an election, a, a single day election of this size, that there are going to be things that are not according to the regulation. I think the key matter is whether there is any systematic and deliberate deceit in the election count process. And there have been very few instances of that in Indonesia's modern history. Voting is not compulsory in Indonesia, but participation is quite strong usually. Does that indicate that this is a very healthy democracy despite the sometimes authoritarian tendencies of of governments? It does. We often hear that uh, Indonesians 
may be falling out of love with democracy, but all we need to do is to look at those very high participation levels in Indonesia. Voting is not compulsory, as you mentioned, but we the previous election, we had over 80% participation rate. And for a lot of Indonesians to participate in an election is, is quite a, a deal of work. They have to travel um, to a place, have to wait. And so those people are showing a commitment to that entire democratic process. So uh, that is a good news story. And despite problems uh, that Indonesians may have with their electoral system, they continue to turn out uh, in very large numbers and across the country to make sure that their vote is recorded. Okay, so let's get to the the candidates and how this might play out. President Joko Widodo is coming to the end of his time as president. He's not allowed to run again, uh, as the, the system has a limit on on how often how many times you can run, and he's not supposed to campaign either in the election. What has his role been in the campaign, given he has been a very successful leader? He has been the single most important person who is not running for office in this presidential election because although he professes neutrality in the process, he has nonetheless been heavily involved in an indirect way in engineering the kind of result that he wants, which is the election of Prabowo Subianto and, of course, Prabowo's running mate, um, Gibran Rakabuming Raka, who is Jokowi's elder son. And the, this has been going on for uh, more than a year where Jokowi has been uh, intervening, bringing his weight to bear, for example, among political parties to decide who they support, which candidates they support, sometimes pressuring institutions, state institutions that should be impartial to um, play a particular role which will be advantageous to Prabowo. And also himself using family connections in order to build a dynasty. He has long-term political goals. This is not a case of when he ceases being president in October of this year that he will withdraw from public life. He believes that he has the policies and the insights that Indonesia needs to be a prosperous nation uh, in the future, and he wants to continue to have a role. So in, in all of these ways, Jokowi has a long-term plan, and that plan involves him in effect, um, putting his hand on the scales to the advantage of those people who are um, are going to benefit his long-term um, um, prospects. That's interesting. So if Prabowo Subianto is successful, are you expecting his opponents to accept the result? I think the closer the result is, the more scrutiny there will be about it uh, at the moment. Most of the reputable polls have Prabowo at around about 52% and and rising, rising over the last couple of weeks. If he gets 55% or more, it, it's possible, perhaps a little unlikely. I think there might be less dispute that will be regarded as a fairly clear-cut victory. But if it's a very narrow victory of 1% or less, I think we can expect... Um, the rival candidates be looking very closely at evidence that there have been um, irregularities in the vote. And this is one of the problems that Jokowi may have created for himself by being um, nonpartisan in this process, by being partial. Because previously, uh, 
in, in the previous election, there was no question that he was seeking to intervene uh, in a way that benefited him. But most people would believe that he's doing that now. In fact, the great majority of the public don't seem to have a great problem with this. Uh, they like the president's record. They like his policies. And one of the reasons that Prabowo is so popular is because he's promising continuity and he's praising Jokowi at every turn. So although in general Indonesians feel as if uh, elite manipulation of politics is not a wonderful thing, in this particular case, they feel as if Jokowi's record is such that more of this kind of leadership will be a good thing for them and for the country. So, uh, logistical question, uh, when can we expect to see some results? There's a lot of votes to count. There is, but Indonesia has a quite sophisticated political surveying industry and they have a good track record at doing exit polling and so they will be undertaking those are various um, well-known companies uh, and uh, these are very large-scale operations and a lot of prestige is hanging on calling the result early and getting it accurate. So I think there's a four-hour time difference between central Indonesia time uh, and uh, East Coast Australian time. By the evening, by mid-evening, we should start to have some um, uh, fairly reliable exit polling results and uh, we should know who has won the election. I should just add, Patricia, that even if Prabowo narrowly loses the election today, he is so far ahead of the other candidates that it would really require something catastrophic for him to lose in the runoff, which would be held on the 26th of June. So that's why so many observers, including me, are saying that um, he almost looks an inevitable um, uh, successful candidate. It's just a matter of when. Thank you so much, Greg. Really appreciate your analysis this morning. My pleasure, Patricia. Greg Feely, an Emeritus Professor of Indonesian Politics at the Australian National University, and it's the year of elections as it's often referred to. We've got quite a few of them. The US presidential election, we'll have the UK election, the Tasmanian election is now happening even sooner, and today a very significant election, 200 million people getting a chance to decide their country's fate in Indonesia. Stream any ABC radio station live and on the go. Discover new podcasts, music and audiobooks, all free on the ABC Listen app.